Welcome Thunderbolts fans. I'm Alexa Harley with Andrew Mild bringing you the very first, the actual very first episode of a brand new Thunderbolts podcast we like to call This Week in Windy City. We're going to give you all things Thunderbolts baseball from this past week, focusing mainly on the Lake Erie series from this weekend. So Andrew, these two teams, they come in, Lake Erie and Thunderbolts, they've seen each other almost exclusively for the past three weeks. They've gone back and forth constantly and those games have felt I mean obviously one-sided to Lake Erie Lake Erie had won them all up until Sunday what was the turning point do you think in that series going into Sunday's game I think a good was a good start was Dax Trunt's at bat it was a nice nine pitch at bat fell off a lot of pitches and it gave the Bolts more confidence that we can hit this guy and Jake Hirabayashi put up a good at bat Bryn got his single but then you have the Rob Weishire triple that really got things going, and that's when the Bolts had an offensive explosion all of a sudden against a very good pitching staff in Lake Erie. And they scored, what, it was the 10 unanswered runs in the 5th, 6th, and 7th. It was just enjoyable to watch. That game, I mean, we talked about it. It felt like a long time coming as if all of that, you know, I think anger from all the losses has just been built up so much that it kind of almost bursted with the 10 unanswered runs, like you said. But what's interesting is, is they came in to face Lake Erie again after sweeping Schaumburg, which was also huge because that was another team they had struggled against this past month and a lot of drama between those two teams we've seen at home. And that first game on Friday, that may have been one of the better games I feel like we've seen played at Ozinga Field, that 4-3 loss. It, it, I, I felt like it was the best that we had seen the Thunderbolts play Lake Erie as of late. They played them really good in Lake Erie, but the, just the offense wasn't coming around. And the first two innings, the Bolts' bats looked really good. But after that, they were held scoreless. And you and I really talked about it on the broadcast yesterday, is the Bolts need to capitalize with scoring opportunities with two outs. And they must have heard us from down below because they scored four of the five runs with two outs all of a sudden. And that's what really hurt them on the game Friday is they played defense really well. The pitching looked good. It was just hitting with runners in scoring position as they left six runners on base in the last two innings one of them being the winning run in the bottom of the ninth inning. Well, you came down to that ninth inning, and not only did you have the winning run on base, you had three runners on base. Bases were loaded with two outs, and it ended in, I guess, a controversial strikeout, if you want to call it that, a ball that was somewhat on the plate, off the plate. However you wanted to find it, it was called a strike. The game was over. Thunderbolts went down four to three. Going into Saturday's game, though, that felt like, one, a different story because they lost nine to three, but – the weather was terrible. It was an earlier game because it was a fireworks night. It just, the energy from Friday to Saturday felt like completely shifted. Yeah, it really did. And it didn't help that Lake Erie scored five runs on seven hits in the very first inning. And you lose a tight one the day before. You want to come back, win this game. And Lake Erie's offense just ambushed you. It was an absolute blitz coming out of nowhere. And they were up 6 nothing after an inning and a half. And Weishire's home run gave the Bolts some momentum, but it just wasn't enough to make a really good comeback against a very good pitching staff. You know what's interesting about Weishire? I spoke with him ahead of Saturday's game because he had just joined the team. He played his first official home game on Friday. And, you know, I asked him, you know, how he was adjusting to the team. And he, he said very well. But the big question I had for him is he just played his first game at Ozinga Field. What was that like for him? And he said he had never seen the field before. He had never stepped onto the field. He'd only ever been in the clubhouse before joining the team. 
So I don't think he knew that Ozinga Field is not a home run hitter's ballpark. And I think maybe that played to his advantage when he hit a two-run home run on Saturday. I guess the, the, the more the less you know, the more you perform. I don't, I don't know how it works. Well, the thing about this, you come to your first game at Ozinga Field, you know nothing about the stadium, and you watch Calabrese and Seachin hit home runs and back-to-back innings. So now he has this uh, little thought in the back of his head, like, oh, you can hit home runs here. So then he decides to hit his own home run, and that was a really nice surge of power we saw. That's something the Bolts really didn't have the first month or two of the season was slugging. And with Wise higher in the lineup, Isaacson's heating up, Rob Calabrese's looked really good. If the Bolts can add slugging with already on top of a really good OBP and their first right now in stolen bases in the Frontier League, this is a team that can beat you with their legs and with their power. That's what you and I said yesterday. We were staying at the lineup and we were thinking this one through six, that's one, a lot of power and a good amount of speed as well. You've got Zach Rakusen leading off, who hit tremendously well against Lake Erie, his former team. He also finds a way to get on base pretty often. Then you go to Dan Robinson, who's been probably the, one of the most consistent hitters playing in almost every single game batting in that number two spot. Rob Calabrese, high slugging percentage, high batting average, batting at 324. Then you go to that cleanup spot, which has been Jairus Richards, which we both looked and said it's an interesting choice. But the more we thought about it, it kind of makes sense because Jairus Richards does not strike out that much he finds a way to get on base he beats out the throw he steals bases so you got your first three hitters power hitters good hitters they get extra bases then you got someone like Jairus who finds a way to get on he also gets hits as well then you go into Rob Weishire who as we've seen has hit what three triples since being with the team for five days and then you got Peyton Isaacson then you got Peyton Isaacson with his own set of power and then that bottom of the lineup it's not like they're not hitting like Jack Strunt had a beautiful game yesterday so did Bryn Martinez and Jake Hirabayashi also starting to show some promise. And you've got guys you can wrote in, rotate in there like John Seachin, who also hit a home run on Friday. So the batting order seems to have seen a huge increase in promise in about 24 hours. And I think that alone is going to give a lot more of a positive energy. One to the team. I mean, they've been down. They've lost a lot of games. It was not a fun June. And I think right. – yesterday's performance matched with, you know, the new teammates. I mean, that's fresh, that's fresh blood for the team. That's a whole new face. They don't know. I think that kind of mixes things up in a good way. Right. And the, yeah, you said the lineup has looked really good. You have Rakusen 18 game on base streak, the longest of the year for the Thunderbolts. Jake here by of the nine hole has an eight game on base streak. You can't ask nothing else from those two guys that set the table up. And then Robinson, as you said, and Calabrese two of the most consistent hitters on the team. Calabrese in the last six games has had three three hit games, one of them being yesterday. He hit two home runs during this week. And Jairus Richards in the cleanup spot is not a typical power hitter, but what he can do is lay down a good bunt and leg it out. We saw him do that yesterday in beautiful bunt, and it sets up the table for Weishire and Isaacson. And as I said, Isaacson's heating up. He's hitting the ball a lot better. He drove in five runs against Schaumburg. And wise hire every time he makes contact, it's it's scary for the other team. As you put it, as it comes off the bat, it comes off really fast. <laughs> and it is home scary. Run, the home run was a screamer over the left field wall. He hit two big triples. And I don't know about you, but when he hits the ball, the the sound that comes off the bat just sounds different compared to other hitters we've seen. Maybe Quincy Neporty, you compare it to him, but I don't want to put too much pressure on the young <laughs> guy as Neporty just won the player of the week because he's been a phenomenal player all year. But, yeah, fresh blood has been really good for the Bolts this year. Wise hire, Seachin, and Hare all really impressed me this weekend. 
Well, also with what you said about why it's highest power and that ball coming off the bat, it is scary. That trip, the first triple hit yesterday, what was the, the velocity off the bat or the speed off the bat? Like 102 miles an hour? 102. It was 102, 102 miles an hour. Yep. I couldn't imagine staying in the outfield seeing that flying at me. I mean, and he's he's got wheels too. He made, turned two triples yesterday, which I mean, that's something I feel like we'd expect out of someone with the speed of Bryn Martinez or Jairus Richards because Rob Weissheimer is a big guy. I mean, he's like 6'4". He's, he's tall, like to, for lack of a better term. He's tall. Yeah, and I think what really helped him out is that with the rain, the ball was not stopping on that turf. It was just going. And the one, the second triple he hit, he went the opposite way, 102 off the bat, no big deal, rolled all the way to the wall. Sean Dunstan Jr., who has great wheels, couldn't chase down the ball. And as we put it, if, if, if he can continue to do that with the triples and the homers and extra base hits, and you have the speed at the top of the order that can get on base like that, Thunderbolts team could really turn it around and it's really exciting to see yesterday scoring the 12 runs on 16 hits the second most runs they've scored all year and the most hits they've ever gotten in the game this year I think it was a necessary you know boost of momentum because they're finally going to welcome in a new team it's they're not playing Schaumburg and Lake Erie again they're finally playing a new team Southern Illinois on Tuesday but the third guy you mentioned, Ryan Hare, the third person of the trifecta of newcomers of the Thunderbolts in the past week, he joined the ball club, made his appearance in the dugout on Saturday, and we didn't see him pitch until Sunday. But yesterday, he pitched two innings with four strikeouts, two walks, I believe just two hits, if I'm correct. That's a big boost to the bullpen, who had kind of been struggling after losing Justin Miller a couple weeks ago. And the rotation has seemed to have settled after losing Bel Air month, a month and a half ago almost. So I think Hare brings maybe like an added comfort level, if you would say, to the bullpen, like an extra guy to go to because they've been utilizing Shane, Lane Schnitz Paxton and Tom Jager a lot lately when, you know, pitchers only get to like the fifth or sixth inning. Those two, I feel like we've seen a lot of. So I think Hare is one, a fresh face of the team, also a fresh arm for their opponents to be facing. Yeah, and Ryan Hare came from uh, the Pioneer League. He was with the Masula Paddlehead, so he's been in professional ball. He was at Cal State Fullerton, which we have four different Titans on the team now. He looked really good yesterday. I was really impressed with the fastball that was sitting somewhere in the low to mid-90s, and then he was able to locate a slider consistently, and he looked really good, and he struck out four, walked two, and allowed the one hit. But you can't really look at walks from yesterday because the ball was wet, wasn't really good conditions. You can only imagine how slick the ball was because the rainwater dripping down to your fingers. And only rosin, rosin sitting out in the rain too, so you can only do so much. Um, but the only limit to two walks and two innings, he looks really good. And you're right. It, the, the Thunderbolts for a while there were looking for that fifth guy because Belair was gone before the manager Brian Smith knew it. Justin Miller, who's one of the most consistent relievers that the Bolts had, he was gone to Milwaukee. And Logan Riley's really stepped up. He's been really impressive, the bearded bender. And if you add Ryan Hare to a bullpen that's finally found their their, their mojo, they really put it. Stetson Woods has looked really good as a setup guy. Danny Zardone, their Zardominator, has been awesome as the closer. Uh, yeah, the, the bullpens looked really good. The starting rotations looked really good. And the hitting's coming around. So if the Bulls can put all those three together in a central division where they're not too far behind and there's – still halfway to go in the season. The Bolts need to can put this together and try to win a division and make the playoffs. Well, like you just said, the Bolts, yeah, they're at the bottom of the Central Division, but they're, they're not far behind by any means. And 
Central Division, I feel like, is made up of four teams who can kind of all compete with each other at a given notice. No team is that far ahead of the other. It kind of has come down to who showed up at the ballpark which day, who played better. But on paper, there's a few differences between the teams. Lake Erie's got some stellar pitching. Schomburg Boomers, Quincy Naporte, I mean, he's outstanding. But there's a lot of promise with the direction the Thunderbolts are heading and hopefully seeing new teams that they haven't faced yeah. in a while, or if at all, when they play the Flor- Florence Yalls the next, this next weekend, that change of face might, I don't know, shake things up in a positive way because you've played Schaumburg and Lake Erie exclusively the past two, three weeks. And that can get exhausting because you're facing the same pitchers and maybe not progressing the way that you want. Like you're, you're not figuring it out yet. Cause I mean, with Lake Erie, they, they hadn't won until Sunday. So I think it was one frustrating mentally and, you know, baseball is such a mental game as it is that taking a break from this quote unquote, September baseball for a little bit. might yeah. be. What do you want to see with the Southern Illinois series coming up starting tomorrow? Well, I would like to see the hitting to continue to stay hot and they're going to be really tested because Lake Erie's pitching was the third best ERA heading into the series, but, Southern Illinois has the best ERA in the league with 3.47. They just had their third different pitcher win the pitcher of the week. This week it was Gunnar Kynes, and then you had Caleb Schmidt and Michael Austin went back-to-back during June. And Southern Illinois has been red hot. Uh, They won five in a row. They just swept Joliet, won seven of the the last eight games. So it's going to be a test. And once you thought you were done with a number one team in your division, now you turn it around to another team that could be leading the central division, but Southern Illinois is arguably in the best division in the frontier league because Florence and Florence and Evansville are both 26 and 15 have the best record in the frontier league collectively. So this will be a test and it'll be really interesting to see how the bolts do against the miners. Do you think a test in a sense that this team has a better record than Lake Erie and Schaumburg have? is going to hurt them or benefit them? Because I would say playing a team that you know on paper might appear better than you are might make you step up a little bit. Because you've been playing these same teams, I feel like it, it got mentally exhausting. So now it's not only a fresh team, but it's a team that could be you know, seen as intimidating. So now you're like, I got to play my A game. Like I can't afford, you know, I can't afford to strike out. I, I can't afford these mental mistakes in the field. Do you think it's going to make them almost sharper? I would say so because – Again, you're only, as you put it, you're only looking at the paper and saying, okay, these are their numbers. How are they doing? When you face Schomburg and Lake Erie, they start to know how to attack you. They know what your weak points are. So now you're focusing on that. While Southern Illinois may not have that scouting report unless they call up Schomburg or um, Lake Erie to see what they have to say about you particularly. Um, But, yeah, I agree. You play a red-hot team like this, you look and see they've won five in a row. They, They beat Schomburg. Gateway twice, they beat Schomburg last week, and then they just swept Joliet, which the Thunderbolts, I feel like, haven't seen in forever. Um, Since the first week of the season. Yeah, I think they played once. They played Joliet. I think they played one one series in Joliet after that, and it was just been, as you said, a parade of Schomburg and Lake Erie. But, yeah, uh, I think the Bolts want to prove that they can make the playoffs, and winning a series against this team would be huge. And it should be a breath of fresh air because it's it's not like you're you're playing your, I, I guess like your brothers in a sense or your siblings because mm-hmm. that's what it felt yeah. like every week. It was like Schomburg, Lake Erie, and now you're bringing in a no, new opponent, and it should be a lot of fun. 
Well, that is going to do it for Alexa Harley, myself, and Andrew Mild. You can listen to all things Thunderbolts baseball this week when they take on the Southern Illinois Miners Tuesday, Wednesday, and Thursday, and then they will travel to Florence this weekend. The first game on Tuesday is at 7.05 at Ozinga Field. For now, this has been A Week in Windy City.